Hi guys, today we are going to see about social and preventive medicine important topics. So let's get started. First we will see about biostatistics. The first topic is that sensitivity. Sensitivity is the ability of the test to detect disease. So it is nothing but the number of true positive divided by number of people with the disease. So the test with high sensitive are used for disease screening. So false positive result occurs but the test does not miss many people with the disease. So now specificity is that the ability of the test to detect healthy individuals. So the number of true negative divided by the number of people without the disease is a specificity formula. So tests with high specificity are used for disease confirmation. A false negative result occurs but the test does not call anyone sick who is actually healthy. So the ideal confirmatory test must be highly sensitive and highly specific. Otherwise, people with the disease may call healthy. So the relationship between sensitivity and specificity will be dealt. If a cutoff serum glucose value of diabetes mellitus is set at a point A, no case of diabetes will be missed. But many people without diabetes will be mislabeled as diabetic. It is called higher sensitivity with lower specificity. If the cutoff is set at B, a diagnosis of diabetes mellitus will not be made in a healthy people but many cases of true diabetes will go undiagnosed. It is called lower sensitivity with high specificity. The optimal diagnostic value lies somewhere between point A and point B. That is the true value. So what is positive predictive value? When a test is positive for a disease, the positive predictive value measures how likely it is that the patient has the disease. The probability of having a condition given a positive test. A true positive divided by a total number of people with a positive test. The higher prevalence of a disease with the higher the positive predictive value. An overly sensitive test that gives more false positive result has lower positive predictive value. The negative predictive value is nothing but when a test becomes back negative for a disease, the negative predictive value measures how likely it is that the patient is healthy and does not have the disease. Probability of not having a condition given a negative test. A true negative divided by total number of people with negative test is the formula. So the higher the prevalence, lower the negative predictive value. Overly sensitive test with lots of false positive result makes negative predictive value higher. These are the important points of positive predictive value and negative predictive value. Now we will see about attributable risk. It is nothing but a number of cases of a disease attributable to one risk factor. The amount by which a incidence of a condition is expected to decrease if the risk factor in a question is removed. For example, if the incident rate of lung cancer is 1 by 100 in the general population and 10 by 100 in smokers, the attributable risk of smoking in causing lung cancer is 9 by 100. So, uh, assuming a properly massive control. Now we'll see about relative risk. It compares the disease risk in people exposed with the disease risk in non-exposed people. So, it can be calculated only after prospective or experimental studies. Any value of relative risk other than 1 is clinically significant. 
for example if the relative risk is 1.5 a person is 1.5 times more likely to develop the condition if exposed to the factor in the question if the relative risk is 0.5 the person is only half as likely to develop the condition when exposed to the factor that is the factor protects the person from the developing disease now we'll see about odds ratio odds ratio is the attempts to estimate relative risk with a retrospective study as with a relative risk a value other than 1 are significant the odds ratio is less than 1 perfect it is the perfect way to estimate the relative risk which can be calculated only from the prospective or experimental studies so sensitivity formula is a positive true positive divided by true positive plus false negative that is true negative that is the thing so specificity is equal to true negative divided by false positive divided by for true negative positive predictive value is equal to true positive divided by true positive plus false positive so negative predictive value is equal to true negative divided by uh, false negative plus true negative odds ratio is equal to so we'll think uh, true positive as a uh, false positive as b uh, false positive the true negative is uh, d and false negative as c so the odds ratio is equal to a into d divided by b into c in relative risk formula is a divided by a plus b and wholly divided by c divided by c plus d attributable risk is a divided by a plus b minus c divided by c plus d now we'll see about standard deviation with a normal or a bell shaped distribution one standard deviation holds up 68 percentage of the value and two standard deviation holds 95 percentage of the value and three standard deviation holds 99.7 percentage of the value for example if the mean score on a test is 80 and the standard deviation is 5 68 percentage of the score will be then 5 points of 80 that is scores of 75 to 85 and 95 percentage of the scores will be within 10 points of 80 the percentage of the score over 90 percentage is 2.5 percent because 2.5 percentage of the score falls below 70 and 2.5 percentage of the score are over 90 so the measures of the central tendency are mean median and mode mean is nothing but average value median is nothing but middle value mode is the most common value for example so 2248 mean is nothing but 2 plus 2 plus 4 plus 8 divided by complete 4 so that is nothing but 16 by 4 it is gives 4 in median value average between the two middle numbers that is two middle numbers are 2 and 4 so it is 3 now we'll see about uh, what mode mode is a uh, because the number 2 appears more than this most common value right that's why it is called mode so in normal distribution mean is equal to median is equal to mode a skewed distribution implies that the distribution is not normal that is that the data do not conform the perfect bell shaped curve so the positive skew is a asymmetric distribution with the excess of high value in other words the tail of the curve is on the right that is mean is equal to median is equal to mode in positive skew distribution there will be 
mean is greater than median median is greater than mode in negative skew is a asymmetric distribution with the excess of low value in other words the tail of the curve is on the left side that is mean is less than median median is less than mode because they are not normal distribution standard deviation and mean are less meaningful values so if there is two pikes it is called bimodal distribution so now we see about accuracy accuracy is nothing but closeness of the measurement to the truth test validity is nothing but it refers to the appropriateness of the test the practically speaking the validity of a test is synonymous with its accuracy the validity measures the trueness of the measurement in other words whether the test measures when it claims to the measurer for example if i have given a valid iq test to a genius the test should not indicate that he or she is challenged systemic error reduces the validity and accuracy when the equipment is miscalibrated now we'll see about correlation coefficient that is absolute value that indicates the strength of the relationship it measures to what degree the two variables are related the value of correlation coefficient ranges from minus 1 to plus 1 the important factor in determining the strength of the relationship is between two variables is the distance of the value from zero a zero correlation equals no association whatsoever the two variables are totally unrelated positive 1 equals a perfect positive correlation that is when a one variable increases so does not the other whereas in negative 1 equals a perfect negative correlation when variable increases the other decreases therefore use of absolute value to give you the strength of a correlation so the correlation coefficient of minus 0.6 is a stronger correlation coefficient than plus 0.4 so in confidence interval when you take a set of data from a subset of a population and calculate its mean you want to say that it is equivalent to the mean of the whole population however the two mean are usually not exactly equal the confidence interval of 95% where the value used to be most medical literature because data are accepted by the medical community says that you are 95% confident that the mean of the entire population is within the certain range that is usually two standard deviation of your experiment or derived mean calculated from subset of the population that you examine so that considered as confidence interval of 95% so for example if you the sample of heart rate of 100 people and calculate a mean of 80 uh, beats per minute and a uh, standard deviation of 2 your confidence interval is written as 76 that is less than x that is less than 84 which is equal to 95 that is 0.95 in other words you are 95% certain that the mean heart rate of the whole population is between 76 to 84 so within within two standard deviation of the mean so the types of studies are from highest to lowest quality and desirability are experimental studies prospective studies retrospective studies case series prevalence surveys so first we'll see about experimental studies experimental studies are gold standard they compare two equal groups in which one variable is manipulated and its effect is measured experimental studies use double binding and well matched control to ensure accurate data it is not always possible to do experimental studies because an ethical concern for a clinical trial experimental study compare benefits of two or more alternative treatments 
now retrospective studies the retrospective studies choose population sample after the fact based on the presence or absence of a disease information can be controlled about risk factor for example you can compare a people with lung cancer and people with out lung cancer to see uh, people with lung cancer smoke more before they develop lung cancer with a retrospective study you can calculate a odds ratio but you cannot calculate a true relative risk or measure incidence a compared with prospective studies a retrospective studies are less expensive less time consuming more practical for rare diseases so now we'll see about case series study a case series study simply describe the clinical presentation of a people with a certain disease this type of study is good for extremely rare disease and may suggest a need for a retrospective or prospective study now we'll see about prevalence survey it is also called as cross sectional survey it looks at the prevalence of a disease and its risk factor at the single point in time when used to compare two different culture or population a prevalence survey may suggest a possible cause of disease the hypothesis can then be tested with a prospective study for example researchers have found a high prevalence of colon cancer and a diet high in fat in usa versus a low prevalence of colon cancer and diet low in fat in japan so in meta analysis assembling the data with multiple studies to achieve a greater statistical power so next we'll see about incidence incidence is nothing but a number of new cases of a disease in a unit of time generally one year but any time frame can be used the incidence of a disease is equal to absolute or total risk of developing a condition as distinguished from relative or attributable risk prevalence is nothing but a total number of cases of a disease at a certain point in time prevalence is nothing but true positive plus false positive divided by entire population incidence into disease duration is equal to prevalence if a disease can only be treated to the point that people can be kept alive longer without being cured the incidence remains same but the prevalence will increase because people with disease live longer in short term disease like influenza the incidence may be higher than the prevalence whereas in chronic disease like diabetes and hypertension the prevalence is greater than incidence epidemics epidemics is nothing but the observed incidence greatly exceeds the expected incidence now we'll see about statistical test where in t square test you could compare the percentage or proportions in t test compares the difference between two means the analysis of variance is that the analysis of variance of two or more variables it compares two or more means the types of data types of data are nominal data coordinate ordinal data continuous data in nominal data you can have no numeric value for example the day of the week in ordinal data it gives a ranking but no quantification for example class rank which does not specify how far number 1 is ahead from number 2 in continuous data most numerical measurement are continuous data for example weight blood pressure and age the t square test must be used to compare nominal or ordinal data in t test or anova test is used to compare continuous data p value is nothing but the probability of making an alpha error p is less than 0.05 is generally used as a cut off for statistical significance in medical literature 
if p is less than 0.05 there is a less than 5% chance that the data were obtained by a random error or chance i can confidently reject the null hypothesis because the p value tells me that the, there is a less than 5% chance that the null hypothesis is correct for example if the bp in the control group is 180 by 100 that is mmhg but falls to 120 by 70 mmhg after the drug x is given p value less than 0.05 means that the chance that is difference was caused by a random error or chance is less than 5% it also means however that the chance that the result is random and unrelated to the drug may be seen as high as 4.99% a study with p value less than 0.05 may still have serious flaws a low p value does not imply causation a study that has statistical significance does not necessarily have clinical significance for example if i if i tell you that the drug x can be lower bp from 130 to 80 mmhg to 129 to 80 mmhg with a p value of less than 0.001 you will not use drug x because the result is not clinically important given the minimal bp reduction and the cost and probable side effects so independent variable is manipulated and experimental value variables are seen in dependent in dependent variables you can find outcome variables in confounding variables you can find unmeasured variables that affect both independent and dependent variables for example an experiment measures the number of asterisks worn with the incidence of lung cancer and finds the people who have lung cancer have more asterisks he concludes that asterisks causes lung cancer smoking tobacco is confounding variable because it causes the increases in asterisks and lung cancer a non random or not stratified sampling a ct and ctb can be compared but they may not be equal for example if ct a is retirement community and ct b is college town a ct a will have a high rate of mortality and heart disease if the groups are stratified into appropriate age specific comparison what is bias bias is a term for a situation where one outcome is more likely to occur than other the ways to reduce bias are uses of placebo blind studies crossover studies and randomization so non responsive non response bias is nothing but it occurs when uh, people do not return printed surveys or answer the phone in a phone survey if non response account for a significant percentage of result the experiment will be suffer the first strategy in this situation is to visit or call the non responder repeatedly if this response strategy is unsuccessful list of non responders as unknown is the data analysis and if see if any result can be salvaged never make up or assume responses admission rate bias it is a classic admission rate bias occurs when an experiment compares a mortality rate of a myocardial infection in hospital a and b and concludes that hospital a has higher mortality rate the higher rate may be caused by tougher admission criteria at hospital a which admits only a sickest patient with myocardial infarction hence hospital a has high mortality rates although its cares are superior the same bias can apply to surgeon's mortality and morbidity rates if he or she takes only tough cases the interviewer bias occurs in the absence of blinding 
the scientists receive big money to do a study and wants to find difference between cases and controls thus he or she inadvertently calls the same patient not significant in the control group and significant in the treatment group the unacceptability bias is nothing but it occurs when people do not admit to embarrassing behavior claims to exercise more than they do not please the interviewer or claim to take experimental medication when they spit them out thank you